Welcome to Whitestone Podcast from the Whitestone Forum. This podcast is for business and nonprofit leaders like you and me, specifically designed around building, polishing, and leveraging our competencies. Each episode will provide a lens through which ever-growing citizens of God's kingdom can think about very effectively impacting every one of their organizations. For Whitestone Podcast, I'm Kevin Miller. Suddenly, during the Trump administration, tariffs became a hot potato topic. So what's that all about? Well, first, just what are tariffs? Tariffs are a tax put on specific products by a national government. In American history, tariffs played a very large role in funding the federal government for well over a century. Tariffs were a key core to raising revenues for the government in Washington, D.C. to operate. What changed? Well, the federal income tax was ratified in 1913 as the 16th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, and that opened the floodgates for raising a lot of revenue apart from tariffs. So the importance of tariffs diminished during the unfolding of the 20th century. But tariffs are not just a revenue raiser. Tariffs can become the way that politics are played, for better or for worse. First, let's talk about the better side, the truly essential side of politics, national security. Of course, a federal government's primary duty is the security of the nation. For decades, steel has been a vital element in the foundation for any large nation's strong defense, needed for the most vital large equipment. In the late 1970s and early 1980s, America became concerned that steel companies in Japan and in European countries were selling steel below their costs of actually making that steel. In effect, Japan and key European nations were believed to be subsidizing their steel industries, not simply just pumping out steel more efficiently than Americans. Those perceived subsidies and the selling of steel below cost is called dumping. The concern to the United States, of course, always should be whether the U.S. steel industry could or would be critically weakened in its ability to meet its needs when the country might find itself on war footing. Having dependency on foreign steel at a time like that, especially to the extent of allowing vital elements of a war effort to need to be shipped across oceans and therefore vulnerable to shipping lane losses by military foes, well, that's simply not an option in the most basic planning for possible war. The deep irony of this whole story is that after World War II, the U.S. had worked diligently for some time, significantly helping rebuild the economies of its defeated World War II enemies, Germany and Japan. Those amazing, virtually unprecedented, and very costly rebuilding actions taken by the U.S. through programs such as the Marshall Plan, that is, truly helping their just-defeated enemies, Japan and Germany, had over 30 years or so, fostered and actually helped create the very problem U.S. officials felt they might be confronted with, a potentially crippling erosion of the American steel industry that could compromise the defense of the United States. The truth is, tariffs on foreign goods that help protect those few industries truly vital to national defense and security can and should be of prime concern and focus of a nation's leaders. Now, U.S. President Donald Trump has focused a lot on trade relations with mainland China. 
Beijing's current policies and practices appear to be problematic for the U.S., especially in the digital technology era. Digital era issues are far more complex and intricate than steel production capacity. The sharing, access, or stealing of the latest digital capabilities and intellectual property elements vital to a nation's defense must be the concern of the leaders of every nation. Whether tariffs are exactly the best approach to be a part of the solution to the national security puzzle or not, they certainly should be considered a very possible key element. Now, let's move from the better side of tariff politics and talk about the worst side. That is, simply favoring some constituents over others for political gain. Have you heard of the chicken tax? Yes, you heard that right, the chicken tax. Well, in the 1960s, France and West Germany placed a tariff tax on imports of American chicken. The very powerful Arkansas Senator, J. William Fulbright, strongly objected because there were so many chicken producers in Arkansas. U.S. President Lyndon Johnson responded in 1964 with American tariffs on potato starch, brandy, and light trucks. Those tariffs were later lifted, except for the tariffs on light trucks. And that was a tariff of 25%, 25% of the truck price. Of course, President Johnson had an agenda. He wanted the support of auto union leader Walter Ruther to help the president's other political agendas. So Johnson installed and kept the light truck tariff. So, light trucks manufactured in Europe have a 25% tariff tax history, even into our current era. This, of course, was all designed to help the U.S. auto manufacturers like General Motors and Ford Motor Company and all their workers. A new irony here. Ford, obviously an intended beneficiary of the policy over many years since President Johnson signed the tariff into law, has a recent history of making Ford vehicles in the country of Turkey that qualify as passenger vans, not light trucks. The strategy? Take Ford vans off the ship arriving in America and remove and shred those parts of the passenger vans to then functionally make the vehicles, what? Light trucks! But since the vehicles arrive in customs under the van category, Ford's savings total over 20% in tariffs. This type of activity by Ford is known as tariff engineering. The U.S. government and Ford's dispute over this practice is legendary. Tellingly, tariffs are common enough in changing the behavior of companies like Ford that the term tariff engineering was coined. Of course, the American jobs saved in this recent scenario were ones destroying the just-completed work of the workers in Europe who actually built the passenger vans. But Ford's actions are simply a rational response to current markets and tariffs that make no sense, and never did. That brings us to the current debates about tariffs. After national security concerns are handled, tariffs are really about what is called protectionism, that is, protecting certain industries or companies from international competition. In contrast, free trade, like NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, generally allows free choices by the participants in the marketplace, consumers and producers, 
to decide where to put their respective resources. Federal governments use tariffs to pick winners and losers. The winner is the industry or company being protected. And the losers are, first, the producers being tariff taxed, and second, all those consumers who must pay uncompetitive higher prices for products protected by the government. Many tariffs are pure constituent politics, a federal government overriding free choice in the marketplace, deciding who is given the favors controlled by powerful politicians in reallocating everyday household resources. Government really loves to make the choice about just who is deserving of its largesse. But now, Christians, listen up. Christians are commanded to love your neighbor as yourself. So beyond national security and to government favoritism politics, tariffs present a real conundrum. Just who is your neighbor? Just who is your neighbor? Is it the producer and the neighboring community who receives favoritism by the federal government regarding competitive pricing pressures? Or is it the consumers in your community who pay more for goods produced by the government-favored producer? Or is it the workers in another country who are ready, willing, and able to produce those goods at a much lower price? Government chooses who to love, one over another. So, Christian, which neighbor do you love? Thank you for listening to Whitestone Podcast. Visit our website, whitestone.org, for more real-world equipping. There you'll find uncommon video teachings, application and action questions for this podcast episode, and more. Also, check out our unique downloadable resources for group meetups. That's whitestone.org. I'm Kevin Miller.